This machine kills fascists. successful still smoking. I smoke because Can't I... Can't you? I smoke when I don't succeed. More than when I do. I can guarantee That's it. That's a bad way to say I've been smoking for 12 years or whatever. Still. I'm not I'm not sitting on Todd Phillips' fucking throne either. <laughs> on that throne? On that yellow-fingered throne of his. Oh my god. Alright, alright. We're finding our vibe. Okay, we're getting in. Welcome there. back to Hot Little Takes <laughs> 2021. Yeah, we're back. Huddle we're up. Back. It's been so long since we talked to anyone that we are now in a, a Democrat-run uh, America. Hell has absolutely frozen over. And now everything is fixed. Oh my god, we can't talk about that. Alright, I was wondering <laughs> how much, in, how into anymore. politics we were even going to get. I don't, Let's brush it aside. I don't give a shit. Let's brush it aside. Not much even happened in January. No, we that's had, true. We had a slight insurrection with a bunch of... Uh, whatever, we don't even need to get into it. We don't even need to get into it. Yeah, I don't know, but hey man, we're back. We're back, baby. It's nice to look at you. I haven't looked at you for hours. I know, Christian and I are now co-workers. That's, that's changed, but we don't want to talk about what's changed. Oh, what else is new? I mean, what else is the same? Uh, well... You're right, you're bumming me out. So, <laughs> we're going to do, we have a big, because we've taken such a long time to come back, we have a huge extravaganza episode. You've got a docket. I have a, I have a fucking You've docket. You've got a docket. i got my own list. The cat is going nuts. The cat's trying to break into his treats. <laughs> You've been such a shit out about this lately, my friend. <laughs> anyway, we're going to do top ten movies of the year of 2020. Yeah, not this year. Yeah, because we've already seen, we've already seen ten new releases, we want to rank them immediately. Yep. Uh, yeah, we've, we've both, we've both worked on, I think, uh, our lists. Uh, so we're going to get to that in the second end of the podcast. But to start, I have this piling up docket in my phone. All right, let's run through uh, the Little docket. things that I wanted to, that I thought we needed to talk about. Some this of, is like fun, this is like fun work meetings where you're like, okay, there's <laughs> things we have to talk about real quick. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. true. This is pretty. This is all pretty good house cleaning. You're a good administrator. Uh, one of the one of these I already told you that we that we'll or two of these I've I've told you we're gonna save, but so going back to the beginning of the year, as the clock struck midnight into 2021, and people started going about their daily lives, thinking everything was great, The Great Gatsby became public domain. Oh yeah, and I think you know exactly where I'm going with this, and this is. A great way to start off the year in podcasting for you and I. The Muppets. With the Muppets. Yep. There's a big push to have Muppets do The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Because no fucking... No shit. I, um, I think the Muppets doing the literary classics is always good. Those are like the best Muppet movies. That's their best lane. Yeah. We should also mention that there is a, a video series that we started as well that you can watch where we talk about the Muppets. It's called Hot Little Takes... Presents Muppet, or presents, presents Muddle. Mupp, just Muppet Reviews. <laughs> no, it's muddled, it's called Muddled Reviews. We got one episode on, on uh, YouTube. More to come. More to come. I'll put the link in the bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the yeah. link in the That's, uh, description. We're doing, that, we're doing that in collaboration with our friends at Electric Pickle Productions. You love to hear a thing like that. Yeah, and they're really easy on us. 
they, they, they don't they don't work us too hard. No, they're in fact very generous. Yes, they are. And we love them. Yes, we do. So, okay. So, he, uh, okay, before we start to try to break down the cast of Muppet Gatsby, the question that I think... I, got, I do have to uh, tell you something that's going to make you mad. <laughs> oh, shit. What? I didn't read The Great Gatsby. Well, you don't even know what it's called. You never the read Great it? The Great Gatsby? <laughs> you ne the never Great. read it. I know it's about Tom. He goes to Gatsby. No, it's not about Tom. Fred. Bill. <laughs> Nick. Nick. Toby McGuire. Tom Buchanan is the antagonist. Holy shit. Tom's wife is the woman who Gatsby's in love with. There's Jeez. a green lantern. And uh, she gets run over. Tom gets run over. Gatsby gets run over. Somebody gets run over by someone else. This is a pretty big bummer. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't so realize do, this was going to be the first thing we were going to talk about. Wow. Or I might have spark notes a little. I Okay, so have you, have you seen the two... Major motion pictures. No. Either? No. Oh my god. <laughs> well, this will be a pretty short conversation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why. I really have no excuse. I have no excuse. It's like one of those where I was like, I'll get to that. It's on the list. Yeah. You know, we all it's have. on the list. We all have those. It, was, just... it wasn't by any means like I deliberately avoided it. It was like I want to read Brave New World too. I started it a couple times. You know. Well, I I had to read it. I had to read it in school. I read it senior year AP lit. Yeah, we didn't have to read. I it. came by it the naturally. one we had to read was. Uh, I know Tale everyone... of Two Cities, and I spark notes that in senior year. No, that might have been so uh, sophomore year. Okay, by senior year we were reading. We read great shit my senior year in high school. I I enjoyed the ones where I got to pick them. We... Yeah, that's why I read Clock Records for the first time. Yeah, that's why I read 1984. See, 1984 was assigned to me. Yeah, no, no. They weren't gonna. They weren't gonna make us read that. I had to seek it. My out. senior year, we did, The Stranger, Gatsby, uh, they, they Wuthering were... Heights, A Dollhouse, Glass Menagerie. You had better teachers than I did. Mr. It James like... James Van Pelt, sci-fi author, it look him up. Like was you... a fucking G. It sounds he was like the best. you had better 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 teachers. He he one day will like have a student that I had one... wins a Nobel Prize and like things. I had like one good, one bad one. You know, which, I had a couple bad English rough. professors. Miss Holiday was cool. She was cool. Yeah, I'm only gonna shout the cool ones. Okay, okay. So uh, we can't cast uh, the Muppets right wow. now, but I'll yeah. do, we'll come back in a month and I can break down the ideal casting for that. Okay. I'm assuming Kermit would be Gatsby. Well, that's the big. That's the that's the one question and I a have human, written down. And a human would play the other. Gatsby. Does Kermit play Nick or does he play Gatsby? I think I'd have Kermit play Gatsby. Just knowing what I do about that, and then I'd have a real human like Mark Hamill play. Definitely <laughs> well, be Mark Hamill or Timothy <laughs> Chalamet play the other guy. That's, who's like, who's yeah. like, wow, Kermit, you're amazing. <laughs> you know? I feel like he would buy in. Don't you think that he actually would probably It'd be great? He'd be good. With That'd the be buttons. fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> that wasn't quite the big discussion that I thought we were gonna get I'm to so, have. It's I'm, okay. I'm sorry, man. It's I knew, okay. I knew as soon as you mentioned, it, I was like, I'm about to burst. This. <laughs> I'm about to burst this boy's bubble. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Alright, next thing I got here. Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. Aren't they doing that with Spider-Man too? They're also going to maybe bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Didn't you hear about that? Simultaneously? Yeah, into the Spider-Verse style or something. Okay, so you know, this is one of those things that I wrote down here. 
and I'm regretting putting it on the list because I don't know anything about it. I just think that I think, <laughs> I, just I, think one, I think one of these productions like is it's a case of like a uh, guy from one studio heard they're gonna do a thing in another studio, so they're gonna try and beat him to it. You know, uh, a real Bugs Life versus the Ants starring Woody Allen yeah. situation. Right, right, <laughs> right. Is that the most infamous example? Uh, Deep that's, impact that's in my, that's a bit. That was a recent discussion I had with somebody, so that's <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> All right, well, I'll leave it at that. But hey, you know, Michael Keaton, get paid. I love Michael Keaton. Uh, I'd like to see Birdman, too. I would, too. Birdman on the moon. I'd like I'd like for Birdman 2 to be about Edward Norton's character, though, because that guy is the weirdest person I've ever seen. Sure. Uh, that seems like the most like Edward Norton in real life, too, a little bit. Probably. The next thing I got is very Edward Norton esque. The Muppets. <laughs> no. The, <laughs> 20, the Muppets take on Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's obviously, it's got to be Gonzo and Kermit. Oh, Gonzo's like, come on, Kermit, punch <laughs> me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Fozzie's like got big, big he's, tits. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Milo. He's Milo with, yeah. with the tits. Exactly. <laughs> Done. Easy. Okay. Out the window. God, we're good at this. We're, God, we're good. The, the next one I got is, it's cr- it's funny how old this news is, because this came out three weeks ago, maybe, that Darren Aronofsky's next movie is an adaptation of the play The Whale. Which was originated here in Colorado. Yeah. It had its world premiere at the Denver Center. And it will be starring in, a, in an, what I hope is an amazing comeback, Brendan, so. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Fraser. This is his Oscar role. Yes. Encino Man in a fat suit. You can, if they had odds on the 2023 Oscars it's or a, whatever. It's a, it's a play about a morbidly obese man. Yeah. And his daughter? And his, he has a daughter, I believe. Okay, I don't know. Any, the most that I, I, all I the know most about, that I really know about I've just seen some pictures of actors in crazy fat suits. Crazy fat suits. Crazy fat suits. Yeah. Because it's like my 600 pound life kind of shit. Yeah. This play had a really successful life, so it's clearly a great piece of writing. Our friend Paige, I know, really... Uh, I'm sure it's good. I, and I knowing Arifanovsky, it's, it's probably heartbreaking, and he probably... Is gonna make it is worse. Is gonna die. He's <laughs> gonna walk in and be like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> There's flies in here. But I think that the big takeaway here... I'm excited about a new Aronofsky movie, don't get me wrong. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I recently rewatched uh, with Katie and her family... Encino Man? <laughs> Airheads? I, I, I like felt it as it was coming out of my mouth. No, I rewatched Blast from the Past, which I think ah, is yes. one of the funniest We talked ever. about that one. We talk about that on a more regular basis than I think a lot of people do. I just think that people forget about that movie and they should watch Dave it. Dave Foley's in it. Dave Foley's fucking funny. Christopher Walken. Sissy Christopher Spacek. Walken is out of his mind in it. Sissy Spacek, I have more stuff on Sissy Spacek uh, in a little bit. See, it all connects. It's like Kevin, Jesus we're Christ. like the Kevin Bacon of podcasts. All right, I have like, the next like four things I have are all crazy. All right. Uh, the next one, we can probably get through. Let's get through them. So, Sex in, Sex in the City coming back as a miniseries That's right, on except HBO. Kim Cattrall's not having anything to do with it. I've read about the drama. <laughs> and I know that there are two camps to this. There is that she's the heart of the show. Right. And that there's, I'm going to watch it anyway without her camps. Yep. And I am in the latter camp. And, I, and I'm not. Because <laughs> I never watched it, but I do think that she's probably the heart of the show. She's, Bullshit, you've never watched it. I've watched very, very little of it. Really? Seriously. Damn, I've watched, watched a, a lot. Si- I don't think I've watched a single episode, but I know like 
the archetypes really like I know what the tropes the archetypes sure. are for them. Sure. And she seems like the best character and the heart of the show. She's the Michelangelo to the Ninja Turtles. I remember when we were doing Much Ado About Nothing, you and Matt Radcliffe and Mark and I all we were like, so we're Sex in the City and did it real quick. Yeah, you can do that with the Ninja Turtles or Seinfeld. It's or all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. Who was I? You were Kim Control. Sure. And I'm Sarah Jessica Parker. Sure. <laughs> cool. We got all the material we needed out of that. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, but, you know, hey. Hey, you know what? Watch it or don't. I don't care. Uh, the next one I've got, and I know that you watched a little bit of this, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but I loved it. The Martin Scorsese, Fran Lebowitz, Pretend It's a City series on Netflix. I didn't, even, I didn't actually start watching it. I watched the trailer. Oh! <laughs> I didn't actually, I didn't, I, I said I would try to, and then I wanted to, it's, and I still do. It's some of the best passive viewing I've encountered since Top Chef. Okay. Ended. And the, no, actually, that's, honestly, scratch I that, Top Chef is not passive viewing. I don't know why I haven't yet, because the trailer made it look really good. I think the it's reason great. I haven't is because I was like, that's something I feel like I need to pay. It, I didn't, it didn't look like passive viewing. It looked like I needed to be more engaged and have more attention spent that's why, I watched, that's why I watched that fucking um, uh, uh, glass-blowing one instead, because that was very <laughs> passive viewing. You know, some reality competition crap right. instead. Sure. The, the trailer, I think, makes it seem like it's one kind of intense two-hour documentary, when in fact it's yes. ten hours long. Okay, okay. And just serving a day-to-day hilarious person. Yeah, she's just... And, like, Scorsese thinks that she... Clear, like, clearly, he thinks this, that she is just the funniest thing he's ever seen in his life. Well, it's Because like there's he... a lot, because it goes between, like, him directly interviewing her in, like, an isolated and situation. And then cutting to something that she's doing. Yeah, the cutting to her, like, in public, or cutting to them at, like, different talks, like, clearly through the last couple of years. And she will just say four or five words, and he's, like, squealing. Loud. Would this have been one of your top ten shows of the year, you think, if you'd watched it before we did that? Um... Pro- it probably could have snuck into the top ten. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm gonna go watch that tonight. That definitely could have snuck into the top ten, and that actually brings me to a great next point about something that would have soared to the top two. And we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but these are two kind of juicy topics in one. Ted Lasso is one of the best. Yeah, shows we I've both ever watched. Seen. We both watched Ted Lasso after we did that list, and we both agree it is one of. The best shows of last year. Oh my god. And maybe the only thing that I have found worth watching on Apple TV in the brief, because that's another thing that changed. You and I both got access to Apple TV. That's true. That's so true. We, we, can, we finally <clears throat> got a chance to look behind the curtain and see what there are <laughs> about, about five broken toys and one golden little trophy oh. named Ted Lasso. Oh my fucking god. Starring I mean... fucking... What's his name? Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Thank you. And Juno Temple is great in it. Juno uh, Temple. Oh. Everyone in it is great. And a, and a lot of people that I've never seen or heard of and in you, my life. And as two guys who are generally pretty, like, cynical, I think, this is a very, like, uplifting, heartwarming, cute show. Yeah. It's and just it's like a, It's like Dairy Girls. Yeah. Vibe. Yeah. This is like, what we talked this about. This is cute. I'm on board. This is inspiring, optimistic. Good shit. Yeah, good vibes, great laughs. Just because it has this kind of wholesome fabric around it doesn't mean that it doesn't also have 
like some really raunchy shit and like yeah and a, it and runs a, the gamut and a pretty savage sense of humor well everyone except ted is in the cynical reality of the rest of us right. but he's like ted just, like ted likes a joke though he and he's uh, he gets it i <laughs> yeah. get it i get it i get it man yeah i mean i get it i like to joke around <laughs> like he's not an idiot he's yeah. just so and it's a weird character for Jason. It's a good old... He guy. believes. He's, he, he's an optimistic guy, and he's a great leader. Yeah. That's one thing we were talking about. Like, if you want to look at a lesson in perfect leadership... like Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> he's coaching the man not to the sport, not to game. We yeah. can lose games. It's not about wins and losses. If these guys walk away as better people, I've done my job. <laughs> it's, like, amazing. It's so fucking good. It's so... I... I don't know. I hope Walter Goggins is in the second season. So it's been so this is the thing that I like the most about it is that it's been greenlit to go to season three, which will be the final season. So these people have have a plan. Have a plan. So Great. I I love this show. I know that. And it's, I hope that plan is Ted winning the. <laughs> what do they call it? What do they call it in this sport over here? Uh, it's not the it's not the Super Bowl, obviously, but you're here. Champions League. Champions League. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. And I don't want to spoil how the season is, but I mean, the end of the first season, you kind of know what season two is going to be, and I think it's going to be even better than yeah. the first one. Yeah, it's good. It's really good, and I'm 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 happy for. Jason. I love I'm happy every for Jason Sudeikis because he's one of the yeah. one of the better guys to come out of SNL that doesn't get enough credit and attention. I think. I think he will now for sure. And I hope he makes some good dramatic turns too, because I think he he can. can. Do you remember a couple of years ago when they did the, and he played I, like a gangster in something? No, he played the Robin Williams role in the stage adaptation of Dead Poets Society. Oh, really? And I wonder. I bet that was because really that was good. like four years Especially ago. Especially now seeing Ted Lasso because he's like a very he can play an inspiring. I guy. think that that was probably what got him in, in preparation for this. That's cool. I would love to see that. Just I would love to see a stage. I want to direct a stage adaptation of that. That's a great shit, man. Yeah. That's right in my wheelhouse. I wonder how. I wonder how it's chopped up. I am too. I wonder if it's based on a book. It might be goddamn. <laughs> anyway, moving on. It's like a good version of. A... Uh, but I did want to say a couple things about because now we've like you said looked behind the curtain. We've seen what Apple Plus looks like. Not much. You know what they don't have is like anything. They don't have like any any other Shit. old movies, old no, TV they're... shows. It's just about ten things that are solely their production. Yeah, and you can rent stuff not on worth there. it. Because like I I thought that. There was a couple movies that I was like, oh my god, they have this. And I was like, oh, no one can rent it. No. It's not like Hulu or Amazon or HBO yeah. where they have a running thing of, here's what just came in, here's what's going out. It's bullshit. They have about ten shows and ten movies. It's really bullshit. Yeah, it's stupid. The only other thing I even watched was uh, On the Rocks. Right. And we'll talk about Potentially. that a little bit. Maybe. Potentially. We might. I Potentially. don't know. All right, let's move on. Next thing I've got, we've gotten to share some of this stuff together recently. Ken Jennings hosting Jeopardy. I'm all about it. We're all in. They sit, he's, a, he's a guest host. Right. And we that, knew this. I don't know what that means. Because they're going to have a rotating door of people for a little while. Yeah, but I hope I hope they don't end up being like, well, viewers, or what, or like, look at the numbers and be like, well, LeVar Burton got more numbers. I don't know. There's no universe for that. These aren't, I hope these aren't auditions. If there are auditions, Ken is doing great. Yeah, he's the right guy. He we, gets he like literally gets better every time. Yeah. 
And I think a thing that's really great for Ken right now, and there's I, a good run happening. There's a great, and I don't remember his name. Brian, Daniel. He's adorable. We call him our little guy. Hey, our little guy's winning. <laughs> and he and he is going off. I mean, he's a great he's a great champ. I think. Yeah, he's real. He's real deadpan. But he's he's expressive in his little interview, which I know you hate the interview portion. Oh yeah, he's fun. He shows off in there, but when he's playing the game, he's playing Jeopardy to win Jeopardy. Yes, he is. He's <laughs> smart and competitive, and that's what we like to see here. Yeah, <laughs> and he always makes it a true daily double. And today, in the first round, does that, he always make it a truly always like, really always? That's balls. I've seen him do it with like fourteen grand. But like sometimes, he and he did it today. And does he it. do it when he doesn't know the category? He's playing the game. Yeah, but I, you don't do it when you don't know the category. But you never know that's when, you when you're the that's when you're cautious. You never know. You, you never. never know. I know when I, <laughs> I know real quick when I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a couple key words that I'm like, nope, nope. If they say river. Geography's. Uh, we've agreed geography's one of our Achilles heels mutually. Oh my god. It's every fucking time I'm like, I have no idea. Which river in Italy? The Arno. That's what I, I can't. I don't know. If I maybe could have gotten that one on like a, a day 20 years from now. If I was a multiple choice question. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'd be like, oh, that's the one. Well, I know it's not the Nile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, geography is always going to kill me. And today was one of the final Jeopardies where you have to list two answers, which we discussed when they do that. Yeah, real bullshit. There's always one that's like, okay, well, it's definitely Bill Hickok. Everyone got Bill Hickok. Not everyone did. That one was a pretty mixed bag of results. Well, there's also been some dummies. You gotta expect the dummies. You know? that's the. Those are some of the more interesting characters to throw in there, the last two. The last two days he's had... Kind of a close call. Today he had a really close call with that guy, and then he missed... The other guy bet everything on the final Jeopardy, though. Yes, he did. Like a dumbass. And what did our guy bet? None. Nothing. He's like, I've already made $120,000. I have fifteen right now. Yeah. That's don't, in the bank. Don't fuck around. Yeah. Cheers to my guy. I hope. Cheers he... to our guy, whatever I, your name I have, is. I really hope that you come back to work on Tuesday, and he's still there. Oh, me too. I have confidence that I will. So... Yeah, I mean, do you want to do our uh, do you want to do our top ten and then like do like a closer in the weeks to come? Mike and I are gonna start doing a thing called Work Watch because we have access to Netflix at work, so and that's all we have access to, which and is why it, yeah. which is like part of the reason I'm avoiding watching Netflix things at home. Mm. Except I'm gonna go watch that uh, Fran Lebowitz thing. M- must watch. Yeah, and we can continue it at work. But we so we have a couple great things in that category already that we've talked about that I'd like to give better time to down the road. Like things we have watched at work. Yeah, yeah. We, there's we've watched some, two Adam Sandler movies. We've watched uh, Dracula. We started Dracula. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We haven't watched all. Of we've them. watched we watched a little bit. We of watched Dairy Girls. We were watching some uh, watching <laughs> Chappelle stand up at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. We watched Seinfeld most nights uh, at the drive-in liquors. Right, we we do have access to like regular TV, so we'll watch Seinfeld yeah. and Jeopardy. Um, I'm trying. We gotta figure out something to do other than Wheel of Fortune because I'm gonna about put my, fist, my fist through the TV. And we've, we've talked Wheel of Fortune is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, we've I'm sorry, Wheel of Fortune fans, but what the fuck? 
These are not phrases anybody ever says. They're just fucking... This is fucking... It's not even crossword puzzles that, that you're doing. It is like a... It's the weirdest game I've ever seen. I don't understand how it's existed my whole life. I... It baffles me. It really does. I know. I know. And I'm glad that... I usually am like, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette when that comes on. I'll be back. I'm going to go smoke two cigarettes. Think about my life. Don't do that. But the last thing before we before we take a break, this is kind of, you know, I always like to carve out a little time for some in-memoriam section. Cloris Leachman died today. Yes, she did. And Larry King died too, but I Larry don't think King. that's as important as Cloris. Larry Leachman. King was my second one. Larry King has had seven hearts. Cloris Leachman <laughs> has had all of our hearts. Okay, done. All right. Well, we're gonna come back after the break, and we're gonna do top ten movies of twenty twenty. Tit for tat. Yeah, our twenty movies. Our twenty 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 movies. Our top ten. Together, put them together. Twenty. <laughs> We don't know how ta- how Chalamet's career is gonna go. Right I mean, now, he's kind of a. I mean, he's already been nominated for like an Oscar. That's true. I think people criticize Mark Hamill's performance of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> All right, here okay. we go. This is the this is kind of part two of from our last episode, which that was we did top five shows last time, right? Our yeah. year end review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our year end review. So Root review eh? and. For TV, the 2020, like, looking back thing didn't feel quite as weird, but the movie one is super strange. Yeah. Because... I had to, I had to look up what movies came out last year, because there were ones that... Because last year felt like 10 years. Right. And, I mean, I keep... I, I keep my power ranking uh, notepad throughout the year as I go see things, because I'm usually seeing a lot of shit in theaters. Last year I saw... I think I saw 40 movies. I was trying to get to 50. I saw 40 new movies in 2019. How many new movies did you see this year? And I, well, and probably 30 of them last year were in theaters. This year, I saw 15. Yeah, and I, I think, saw, and one of them was in theaters, I and think, it's not in my I top think 10. all of my top 10 and my, and my honorable mentions. honorable mentions might be all the movies I saw this year. That yeah, are, that were new, I only that saw were new f- movies. I only saw 15. I was try- I thought that I could hit a goal. Of twenty five, and I st- and I still couldn't get to that. If I worked a little harder, did I, I see more movies than you this year? You might have. With my honorable mentions, I might have like sixteen or seventeen here, man. Dude, fucking a. Okay, so before we before we even, I mean, I want to kind of have a general talk about the quality of the movies, because even though these weren't things that I got to see in theaters, some of them wouldn't have been anyway. Like so a lot of these things were bound for what they were bound for, regardless of if people could go to movie theaters or not. And I think that, you know, I've, I've, I've like looked over like my top ten in the last couple of years since I started keeping a list. 
the top ten here is just about as good as the top ten is the couple years before anyway. It's not like there was like... Well, then you saw, you saw some better movies than I did. I'd we'll say. see. I know that no, there's, no, there's going to be overlap. But I know that you, like, you make an effort to see some of the ones that are bound to be nominees. Yeah, I think know? that I, I probably sought out a couple and different I, and, ones. And, you know, and I probably saw a couple of the fluffier... Yeah, like I, I corny ones. I know there's at least like two movies on here that you probably haven't seen that are, but it doesn't really matter. What I'm saying is like the movies were still really good this year, even though I know some releases got held. I mean, like Dune wasn't gonna be on my fucking list anyway. Yes. Well, I, 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 who know. knows? But Did like, you see Blade Runner twenty forty one? Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, yeah, but it was pretty. Sure. But like, I bet that I bet French can or. Uh, French Dispatch probably would have been on our list. Yeah. You know, yeah. stuff like that, I think. Sure, sure, sure. And I'm sure that there's a co- probably a couple other theatrical releases that are being pushed Oh, yeah, there's like another Disney movie coming out next month. I, I think the Bob Odenkirk movie might have come out earlier. Yeah, see, yeah, right. So, like, and we're not going to talk about One Night in Miami. That's not on another one of our lists. That doesn't count. It. It one, of these, one of these I'm putting on my... I'm putting on my honorable mentions because... I think technically it did come out before 2020, but it was released in 2020. Yeah, quote unquote released in 2020. Right. Sure. I think that's fine. I do want to give apologies to uh, Kelly Reichert and First Cow, which I know probably would have been in my top 10. I was going to watch it the other night, and I just said we just ended up not doing which it. Which sounds like a great setup for me. Yeah, for I, love, I really like the premise. Yeah, for anyone who knows, I mean, Kelly Reichert is one of the best, like, capital I independent Indeed. filmmakers ever she makes such bare does the big guy stand for uh, dollar bill sign yeah yeah okay. yeah big, uh, okay. insufficient funds. exactly uh, <laughs> uh, but she fucking rules in this movie is about like you know like some oregon trail shit these you know these guys are bringing the first cow yeah lewis it, and clark style across y- the country yeah i it's i know that the movie is that perfect sounds, that and sounds it great probably could have been number one on my list but i just haven't seen it also apologize to Steve McQueen, who released five movies, essentially. Which is, uh, which is one way to use the word prolific. Yeah, Steve McQueen fucking rules, and I know that those movies would be on here, but I haven't, I haven't dove. I haven't taken the dive. Didn't divin. I didn't divin. Divins were not taken. We've done this bit before. All right, let's do our honorable mentions. I think we should save the honorable mentions for the end, just in case anything's on the list. That's fine. I circled my two. I had. I only have eight on my list. So what I did is I have not numbered my list. You're. Flying. And I'm gonna fly by the seat of my pants and number it as we go. This will be fun. So I did circle my two honorable mentions that will now become my ten but, and my nine and my ten. But do you? So do you have like kind of a general yes. grouping of things that are towards Ab- the top and towards the bottom? Okay. Absolutely. So yeah. why don't you start with your number ten? I'm gonna put at my number ten Borat. <laughs> Thank God. I'm going to put Borat. It almost made the honorable mentions, but it's going to be my number 10. No, I... Okay, so this is... I didn't put this in my top 10, even though I was like... It's one of the Bor- things Borat that I was like... Too. Is this actually... And I'm going to say it's because of the way it's like art and life imitating one another to right. such an insane degree. To an insane To degree. an insane degree. To the point that this is one of many reasons that I hope... You, Rudy Giuliani will go to jail, I guess, in the future, or at least be disgraced throughout the rest of his life and throughout history. 
this movie's a great example. When people will bring him up, they will see the scene of him and this teenage girl or whatever. Well, and it's one of those things that, I mean, obviously, going into production of this movie, they had no idea what was about to happen. I think they knew that he was their endgame, though. Well, but I mean, sure. Or they, they shifted him to they, they, I mean, yeah, they had this, you know, kind of plan of attack, but I mean, COVID was not in their plans, obviously. Nope. They and, figured and that was a out. huge part of the movie. And they figured it out, obviously. Yeah. It's maybe, a great, maybe the ethics it's a great, of it are It's a great 2020 movie, I'd say. It's kind of remarkable. Yeah. It's remarkable. I'm glad that's on my list. Yeah, I I know that we've talked about it on the podcast already, but and I wanted to put it on my list, and I couldn't quite justify it being in the top ten. I'd recommend everyone see it. Absolutely. You know, just People think I'm fucking with them, but I'm like, have you seen Borat too? No, it's not. It's... And you kind of have to remind them, like, what, Bo- in, what the first a, movie's about? In a lot of ways, it's better than the first one, I'd say. Which had, at the time, a pretty similar like, but this, slap in the face, this, you know? This one is even hitting a deeper chord of, like, who they're attacking, why they're attacking. They're not, you know, the first Borat was a little more, I think, taken ambiguously by the American public. Right. This one is, like, not, right. is not anti- and is not right. It's not is not a fucking an b- a bigoted yeah. story that they're telling. <laughs> and you there's know. such fucking surreality to uh, Borat making more sense to you. I think. Yeah. All right, that's my ten. What's yours? My number ten is the Invisible Man. <gasps> that's on my list. Much higher on my list. That's okay. I love that movie. Invisible Man is very good. It's. Really good. <laughs> it's gonna be one of my top. It's, it's, up, it's up there. It's gonna be weird now that you're doing ones. I hadn't thought about this. That you're you need to like assign a number to it. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I'll assign a number to the Invisible Man without even looking at the other ones and thinking about it. I'm gonna say that's my number four movie of the year. That doesn't shock me at all. Great fucking flick. One of the it's ca- so. I was screaming at the TV <laughs> watching it. I was like so into it. I was like, yeah, more engaged than any thriller horror movie I've yeah. seen in years. Absolutely, absolutely. It's because he's invisible, and he might be anywhere. And I don't know if there's any better jump scare that I've seen in a movie when she's up in the attic and she throws the. And this is a spoiler. When she throws the paint at the thing and covers him. There's a lot of those. Man, the special effects that they did were really amazing. I've Very looked good. at some videos that like how they swapped back and forth between her and mm. the and the stunt double and mm. like a green screen guy who's just literally throwing the stunt double around. <laughs> you know, because those are like crazy scenes and it's and there is a presence yeah. that is there. It's it's so t- titillating yeah. to watch it's that. Great. It's the and what's her fuck? Wait, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss owns it, and that's why it's so good. Like, it's like a one-person character study going on yeah. where everyone around her is like, "You're crazy," and you're right. It's the ultimate gaslighting movie, and that's yeah. why it's like so such a good interpretation of oh my god of the, of the Invisible Man. Yeah, and I I can't think of anyone who could have done this better. If you see, I I know you still haven't seen. Uh, my guy Alex Ross Perry's movie Her Smell starring Elizabeth Moss where she is in a similar state of you know frantic being the scream queen kind of character it's a scream queen I, I mean to use know. a broad stroke I, it's clearly she's 
one of the best screen actors that we have. And it's, I, you can tell I there's a lot I can't believe of, this is your number 10. I loved, I thought this movie it was kicks ass. Uh, so it fucking good. kicks ass. I'm amazed people aren't talking about it more. Me too. But it was one of those movies that was like, I think it had come out a couple of weeks it's an, before. It's an indie horror thing. I mean, it's a pretty big budget movie, I think. But like, it had like kind of come out in theaters like, right before COVID hit. Because uh, yeah. I had every... You're probably right. Because I had every intention of seeing this in the You're theater. You're probably right. It got stepped... It, it's dick got stepped on. A and I bit. said, and I think I said this like 20 times when Katie and I were watching it. I was like, I would have killed to have seen this in the theater. Yeah. I would I, still kill to see that in the theater. I bet it, I bet it plays so well in the theater. Oh, with an audience reacting for the first time to all of that action would be Ugh. great energy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's like, I hadn't even thought about that. That's a great point. Yeah, that's 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 a good. Give us more movies like that. Everyone should go see The Invisible Man. Fuck it yeah. is awesome. It's an awesome movie, and it's not a. We don't. We're not like horror guys. You know, it's not our thing. It's awesome. It's so good. It isn't because it isn't also. It isn't quite a horror movie. It's also a science fiction movie. Yeah. A little. You know. Yes. Yeah. They modernized it, but it's really just a psychological thriller more it's, than anything else. It's really. Alright, what's your, uh, is it me again? It's you. you. Alright, my other, number nine. my number nine's Ma, Ma Rainey's Big Black Bottom. Cool, okay. So this wasn't in my, I didn't, this is not in my top ten. This one just made the list. These both, these these last two just barely eked in. But I know we wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I thought it was, I do think it deserves to be in my top ten. Looking at my other honorable mentions. I think Viola Davis is really great in it. I think Chadwick Boseman will probably get a posthumous best supporting actor award yeah i think so too the performances i think are really strong and i it's not that i like dis i don't dislike this movie i just stage adaptations can be really tough i feel like i'm coming under the gates of negativity no we we, you and i were already talked about what our i don't have any it seems like our biggest problem is the things that are probably not in the original stage production that were added to the film adaptation yeah there's there's no way that's a fair criticism of any yeah there's just there's no way that watching this movie will ever be better than seeing this even like with your local church troupe do you know what i mean yeah like if you if you can get these eight people in a room to do this live in front of you i'm sure that this play kicks ass especially if rip like rips your fucking heart out especially if because this play adds an extra challenge where and i'm sure many versions don't require this but to really do this play all of these actors would also be musicians mm-hmm. you know ideally it's the stuff that's tough with a couple ideally, of these, things, and i'm yeah. sure most most versions of this have like the guy pretending to play the piano and the guy pretending to play the when they did the seven horn. guitars which we've talked about a that's thousand another, times yeah that's an act that requires a lot of your actors right but like you know when they did that at theater works they all played guitar is a little more standard this has a bass stand-up yeah. bass and like has, and the guys that did it like weren't great you weren't like oh yeah convinced that they were professional musicians yeah but it you know what it does not matter at all when you're sitting there watching it. Right, and that's why theater works, because you could have this guy deliver this beautiful monologue and then pretend to play the, the trumpet, and we are fine with that. It's the... Dis- no, it's I, the, it's I, I, was the, fine with, I was fine with them like not being very good at their in- instruments when I saw it seven guitars. You know, I, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. 
but this, that's but that's like part of why this show i guess could be such a potentially difficult project if you if right. you really did it that way right and that said none of that stuff matters when i watch it live because then the dialogue starts and i'm like this is the best dialogue i've ever heard in my fucking life and these actors agree with me right <laughs> they're like this is so fucking good and you and i talked about it, it makes we it easy we didn't like like the scenes that were the the interstitials that were added yes, to that where suddenly they cut to that's what kills them like you're not supposed to see um ma raimi till she enters but we yeah. see her several times in these scenes when she's on her way to the to yeah. the recording studio. Yeah, you're removing that, you're removing a major element of what makes the actual I, piece of writing. I so had I, that was my same exact like biggest problem with it. Yeah, you can just tell and like and some the, of the things were very transparent that way. The yeah. the, the, the climax the climax moment. the climax they they yeah. kind of fucked it up. Yeah, with just with the way they timed it, you know, maybe you got it's got a the. Yeah. It got dragged out too much. Right. It's and to, it's the surprise crazy. got spoiled. It's also kind of crazy because, like, the movie's 90 minutes long, and I am positive that the if you were doing a stage production that play, there's no way it's less than two hours long. I thought the same thing because I was like, there has to be an intermission. And if you're doing a 90-minute show, you don't need an intermission. Exactly. But this play would require an intermission. And so there's something they took out. There's something that they added. Yeah. And I don't know what that they, is. They added a lot of stuff that's, that's I mean, like, literally... There's, I, but there's, I felt that there's something off here. Yeah, but, like, know? there's, like, literally scenes of Ma in the backseat of a car. And you're like, we don't need 20 seconds of that. Yeah. Like, honestly, you... She, her, I also didn't like that there was this huge um, corporate sponsorship by Coca-Cola... <laughs> Where Viola Davis spent half the movie demanding a Coca Cola. I'm sure. And that then that's did one of, one of the most. <laughs> I'm no, sure that's no, that was amazing. And, but she did one of the most amazing chuggings of a Coke I've yeah. ever seen. And I, that's the kind of shit I And I was like, how's someone supposed to sing after chugging a drink like that? You're going to burp. Well, like, not if you're Ma Rainey. Nah. The other. Also, honestly, my biggest takeaway... She was really, really... She's good. really fucking good in it. I, she's my favorite part of it. She's really fucking good in it. Yeah. She's a hot mess. She's amazing. The hottest mess. And as as serious as cancer. Yes. But yes. she's... Yes. Whew, I love Viola Davis. She's amazing. She's amazing. I think she she should probably get, win an Oscar, too. Totally. I think I can see the best supporting or best... You know, he's gonna, she. She. Yeah. I could see her winning Best Actress and him winning Best Supporting, and I think I know who the other two ones will go to too on our list as we continue. Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. My last thing on Ma Rainey. That movie clearly didn't cost that much money to make. Yeah, because it was in one place, like a good theater. So thing. just, just do all of them. Do more of that. Just do all of them. Do, do the cycle. No shit. I'm surprised that nobody's just, just taking it on themselves. We love franchising in this day and age. Denzel Washington is taking it upon himself. Denzel get... will pay for all of them. Just ask him. He's already produced a bunch of them. I want to see all of those. At he that produced level, this one. Get Jitney. Give us the Jitney movie. I want to see Jitney. I want to see Jitney so bad. I want to see Seven Guitars. Two Trains Running. I want to see all of them. Just, uh, just... Radio Golf. Yeah, just do all of them. Do them all. Come on, the world needs the cycle. One thing I didn't know... You can release two a year, cycle, and it's a fucking one, deal. One thing about Ma Raimi that's strange to me, it's the only one in the Philadelphia cycle that doesn't take, take place, place in, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It takes place in Chicago. It's yeah. a strange 
choice that I'm sure he regretted his entire life. <laughs> I think he was a I think he was a hard ass I, man. I think that was one of the later ones. Okay, what's yours? What's your nine? My number nine is uh, David Fincher's Mank. <gasps> really, that's your nine? It's my nine. I'm gonna put that way higher too. I guess I better give that a number now too. Let's see what else I got on here. Man, I'm gonna say Mank is my uh, I'm gonna say Mank is my three. It's my third favorite movie of the year. I'm not trying to sink your and battleship. I think I think him and Emma, what's her fuck? Emma. What's no. her name? Not Emma. What's the girl's name? Mean Girls. The main girl in Mank, I think, is gonna win the Best Supporting Actress. I, I she think, I, she better get nominated. And I think Gary Oldman's gonna win Best Actor. Well, you Siegfried, Amanda Siegfried. Amanda Siegfried. Siegfried and Roy, sci-fi. And he just died. See, it all connects, man. This is the Kevin Bacon of podcasts. She better get nominated for Best That's your nine, really? I thought you I thought you liked that more. <sighs> I, uh, It's because it didn't have enough Orson Welles in it for you. That, these... That's why <laughs> you were disappointed because there wasn't enough Orson Welles. No, there's a lot of good movies on my list, but... Yeah, but I, I all... liked Mank. I liked Mank. I did. But when, I'm, when I look back to the list and I'm thinking about things that I was, like, Thanks. having such a fucking blast watching... Damn, man. Mank was great. Mank is, Mank is so good. It's a fucking David Fincher movie. It's I hate, really good. I hate that I'm retroactively having a number of these. <laughs> okay, you piece of shit. I knew this was going to be a problem. This is what I get. That's what I get. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. We've already, we already discussed my yeah. podcast. It's really good. It's, it's a great movie. Okay, now I have to pick a new one. Uh, let's see. My number eight. Mm-hmm. I think my number eight is going to be... Um, I'm thinking of ending things. This is my number four. Or the, I'm thinking of ending things. I think I'm going to put that at eight. Okay, th- that's my number four. This is a yeah. great movie. I thought it was a great movie too. I rewatched it recently, and I was like, "This is a really good movie." It's Charlie Kaufman is on another planet as a writer. Yes, you know, I just really respect him. He's got plays. We've talked about this. We gotta do, we gotta dive. We gotta produce. We gotta do. We gotta produce a Charlie Kaufman. Also, the thing that I appreciate, I think, the most about the movie. Having seen it a, a second time, and I think this is what we talked about when the movie first came out, is the filmmaking of it, I just adore. You have, t- it's like bookended by these two long Sequen- sequences of people talking in a car. Yeah. That's and, very theatrical, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, it it and, feels more like a play than my rain and feels it, like a play. I agree. And we have a, f- and I have a couple of things like that. Yeah. Um... It, it's very like him showing off his skills as a writer and being like, here's all, here's all like I'm what I can do, which is two characters talking. And I think that's what we've talked about before. You'll love to see it. Yeah. I think Jesse Buckley deserves uh, an Oscar nomination for that. The girl. Uh, yeah, I agree. She's great. I agree. Her. She should be nominated for, for best actress for that. I think you're right. I'm not sure exactly what else is on the table. The only thing I hear is Francis McDormand in this. I, and probably Viola Davis, I would imagine. Yeah. All right. Back to you. Number seven. Seven. Let's see. Hmm. I think we, we still have. I think we still have a couple. Did I fuck this up? <laughs> Hang on. I gotta do some math here real quick. Oh, I see what I did. Uh oh. Hmm. I thought I wrote down eight. I only wrote down seven, so I missed one. So okay, cool. That's fine. 
I'll add one. This would have been lower on my list. This probably this didn't even really make my list because I think it came out in 2019 mm. in Spain, technically. But the platform. I don't know anything I'm, I'm about a, this. I, I'll, I'll add the platform as my like. Number. Oh, is this your? Uh... This is the one. This is a weird sci-fi. I think it's just going to be a cult movie that people are going to like right. for a long time. Talk on it's this. It's uh, about this guy who's living in this weird prison where two people live on a floor at a time and there's a weird platform that gets lowered through the levels and it's got food on it and it's all a metaphor for... Well, but tell them the thing. It's a capitalist tell metaphor. Tell them what the... how that changes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every month you're on a new floor. Right. So, you know, you might be like on the bottom level waiting for the food and you won't get any food for a month. And, and then, people like shit on and it. And people start eating each other and people, it's, it's very gnarly. It's crazy. Cult, it'll be a great cult, sci foreign sci-fi right. horror movie. Didn't you, for didn't you tell me that there was like a particular short story that it draws something from? What was the horrifying oh. short story that you were telling me about? I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I, I know I mentioned this in the past episode oh, son of a bitch. when I watched it. Because so you like I, dug the book up and you obviously had it because you have 4,000 books. There's probably some crazy short story along those lines. People, think I'm, so, people yeah. might think that I'm joking, but I'm like, Mike has 4,000 books. No, I got lots of books. And we're, lots of books. we're literally, we're, we're talking high, we're talking big numbers. Yeah, they're all over the place. Someone's, yeah. li someone's like listening to this, like looking at their like two, three shelf bookshelves like... I have like 80 books. No, I'm not even proud of how many books I have. I'm like it's, embarrassed of how many books I have. It's crazy. That's how many books they're around. There's like in the garage too. And you're yeah, like, Jesus Christ, there's like boxes of them out here. It's crazy. They're like... They're the families, man. They're like, I thought there was... I a, come from a literate family. They're like, I thought you had a... I thought you liked detective novels. And Mike's like, well, they're all in this room. Oh, no, I've got a shelf for those. <laughs> no, well... Shelf, shelf being the entire contraption. No, well, there's a room... It's not, it's like a one level shelf. It's like the I've got these two sci fi shelves. It's, it's really this, like a I have this corner of the wall for these. Well, there they there was enough for the shelf at one point, and then now there's more than the shelf well, that can nearly handle. For anyone who knows. But the detectables go in over the next corner. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh my number seven, and I did not do this intentionally. Okay. Is the trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay, then I'll check that off my list. <laughs> that would, I think that would have been my number one. That would be, that would be your number that one. That would be my number one. Yeah. It's, it's sick. I like that movie. I feel like people are acting now like it wasn't that good. And they're dumb. I think that it's dumb to think that's not a good movie. A lot of, I was a little annoyed to see how it wasn't on a lot of people's top ten of the years. It's great. I was like, what the fuck? This was a great movie. This was a great setup. This was like Sorkin at, in his most Sorkin-y. In Sorkinville, yeah. Yeah, Sorkin Town. You, yeah. got, you got a problem with that now? After loving it for all these years? Sork a fat one. The daddy's, daddy Sorkin rings the little dinner bell and you don't come a-calling after all these years? <laughs> eating, eating his grub? No shit. Come on. I'm not with it. Get the fuck out People of think here. that the politics were hard enough, but I'm like, bro, actual politics aren't hard enough. What are you talking about? They, yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> are you mad? About? Are you mad that that's as far as things went back then? Yeah, what the fuck? Are you mad the black guy got a hood put on his face in court? Yeah, that happened. Though. Yeah, that ha fucking happened. 
I don't know. And it wasn't that long ago. And a lot of the and most of the people who witnessed that are still alive and voting. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's my number one. That's a good movie. It's a really good movie. The performances are awesome. Yeah, and it's just good. Like Sasha Baron Cohen. It's it, it does a good job of something I enjoy, which is like teaching and entertaining at the same time. You know, that's what I like. Cause you gotta make it a movie, and you gotta teach idiots without them knowing that you're teaching them. Right. You have to have a liberal agenda. <laughs> make the frogs. No, gay. I wouldn't call it liberal. I'd call it leftist. You have to gay. You have to gay those frogs up, though. Exactly. All right. What's your number seven? All right, my number seven. The list oh, got smaller. Yeah, I know. Don't make. I know, but I'm like doing it in a weird order. I'm confusing myself with this. This whole system might have backfired. <laughs> and like I don't your, understand. Your like how. lack of system backfired. Oh, I get it now. I get it. Okay. Do I? <laughs> Do I get it? Okay, so now my seven would be Charlie Kaufman. Right. Because I because I fucked it up. Okay. So so now let's go to your six. Because I fucked it up. Cool. My six is Defive Bloods by one gentleman, Spike, Spike Lee. <laughs> is that on your list? That was on my honorable mentions. Okay. That one made my honorable mentions. It was just too long. It's long as shit. It's long as shit. It's probably, that's a movie that... I could I you could have cut, cut it down. If that, like, wasn't a Netflix movie, it's probably 20 minutes shorter. And it wasn't, like... Tarantino long it was like Judd Apatow long <laughs> where it wasn't like this was planned to be this long it was like this accidentally got this long Does I mean that make it's sense a, sure I mean it's a massive I I think the part of the what I really liked about it was that it was like here is a gigantic story of five people yes it was an it, epic, a, a five an, five people in 50 years it was epic epic storytelling that's just like i like spike man i just love what i almost would have liked to see like part one and part two or something because they were almost like the tone changed it was like kill bill style like these yeah that's like like a different like tone of a story yeah the first half is like this this like memory lane thing and then the second half was like an action movie yeah and it was a little discongruent for me. Wow, those things. You know, come, if that had come out it, it in had two a, parts, yeah, and that was like um, kind of the Irishman problem. Sure. You know where you're like, just I would have liked to see these like as two movies. Almost. Yeah, I like to think that the Irishman walks so the Defy Bloods could run. Because I like which, Defi- is, which do you think is better? I I kind of like Defy Bloods. I like Defy Bloods more too. I agree, and I like the fact that they didn't. Because I think the they characters didn't, they didn't are more CG those guys. They I just trusted that we get that it's even if it's the same actor playing thirty years younger and he doesn't look thirty years younger. That like I really like that. Get I think it. that's a nice fucking touch. Yeah, that's a nice touch. Yeah, I lost, I lost this one it. this one could have made my list easily because like I said, apparently these last four my my list is apparently complete shit show. Right? <laughs> It's a shit show. It's a good, it I should have just done these numbers earlier. <laughs> I was like, this will work out fine. And now I'm like, wait a minute. Well, these aren't the right. Uh-oh. Yeah, the Five Bloods could have been anywhere on my list. It's great. All right, what's your number 
five. Okay, hang on. I have one. Okay, I already did my four by three. My number five, I will do. I'll do soul. No, I'll do. Well, see, I could go either way on this. You already said it. You're right. So let's do that. I can go either way on this. Because I haven't seen this. I'll do soul. I'll do soul. I thought soul was great. I watched it with my mom at Christmas time. Um, and it's heavy. It's weird. The Pixar movies get heavier and heavier until they finally kind of reach this, like, tipping point that is Soul, where this is now no longer a movie for children. Uh-huh. And I think that didn't really click with a lot of children. I think, from what I've heard of people who've watched it with, like, kids, they're like, the kids liked it, but, like, it didn't resonate on all these abstract philosophical levels that it resonates <laughs> with an adult with about, like identity and mortality and parents are like do you want to drink it's fucking heavy right it's pretty heavy and i yeah can you can you sell the basic conceit for anyone who doesn't know because i do you not know no i know i know but i'm not sure the, 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 the 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 basic conceit is there's a guy who's a uh he he's a jazz musician he wants to do it for a living but he is uh school teacher and he finds that to be like you know the real those who can't do teach kind of scenario right and he's got this huge opportunity and then he falls down a manhole cover and dies and goes into this bizarre pixar afterlife it's made by the same guy who made inside out right so the, it's like the that. feelings the, movie. yeah so it's abstractions made personified kind of thing uh, which is a very kind of postmodern avant-garde Right. Forward, you know, thing. Right. Or whatever. And he has to navigate this kind of strange afterlife and and figure out stuff. I don't want to spoil anything. I think people go into it with expectations and it gets really dashed very quickly in that movie. And you are kind of led down different weird paths you weren't expecting. And, like, a lot of Pixar movies, more and more and more, you end up fucking, like, very vulnerable made vulnerable by the whole thing that's why people like they have such a reputation now being like movies that will just make people cry you know and it's fair there's a movie there's like a point at like in this movie where i was definitely like choked up right you got me big star right i choke up all the time sure so i'm good we're big we're big romantic babies i'm a big big sensitive i'm big I love I'm looking forward to watching that. So, my number four... Oh, no, no, no. This is my number five. My number five is the 40-year-old version. This is a Netflix movie. I've seen the... Yeah, I've, I've seen this, and I... You know what turned me off? Huh. The, the pun title. The title... The title... That's why the I... Punny, the punny title. I was like... I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I waited a long... I don't like that. I waited a long time for that exact reason. This, this could just as easily be my number one. Really? It's so fucking, it's so seriously funny. They shot the fucking thing in black and white, and if you're gonna shoot a movie in Manhattan in black and white, I'm in. I'm always, like, big thumbs, big thumbs up. I've told you about this before, uh... It's written and directed by this woman, uh, Retta Blank. Retta Blanc. I'm not. I'm not sure. Who I. I think it's Retta Blank. I'm sure. I have no idea. Is it C K or N Q? It's B L A, B L A N K. Blanc. 
I'm certain. Just kidding. I'm sure. I have no idea. <laughs> sure. It's so fucking funny. It's a bit. She's a. She like teaches playwriting in an inner city school. She is like just. She was on the like, thirty playwrights to watch under thirty. Like, you know, ten years ago. Every everyone thinks she's shit. Obviously. Does she die in a manhole cover? No. Okay. No. She becomes an MC and learns a lot about life and learns to forgive her family and her mother. It's is she amazing. 40 years old? Is that why it's called the 40-year-old yeah, version? Yeah, she's like turning Like the 40. 40-year-old version of herself? Exactly. Oh, that title just sucks. I, I don't think that the title is great, but I'm telling you, this movie sings. It's fucking... I don't, be- I don't disbelieve that. It's fucking amazing. And the her performance is incredible. You really are not going to like recognize anybody who pops up in this movie, with the exception of like maybe Reed Birney. That's fine with me. But like... And it's an it's a Netflix original, and it's this really could have been your number one. Too. It's smoking. It's so right, good. Here, I'm gonna flip my thing around, and start writing down recommendations. So that's my number five. Version. My number four was I'm thinking of ending things. So, well, my number four was uh, the Invisible Man. So, so yeah, where are we on, on to you? Three. My number three is Cajillionaire. Miranda. I did not watch Cajillionaire. This is Miranda July's new movie. This is one that I had to actually... Okay, I'll write that one down. I had to rent. For anyone who doesn't, hasn't seen Miranda July movies before, they are not, you know, like any movies that you've ever seen, probably. In what way? I'm just fucking That's a loaded question. Me, me, you, me, and everyone we know is, like, you know, pooping back and forth for eternity or whatever. It's a really wild movie. The Future is a really wild movie. She's a, you know, she's a performance artist and a poet, and this movie <laughs> is, it just is existing in a place that you've never considered. Uh, what's the, what's the setup? So the girl who, what's, who's the girl from uh, Wonderland? What is the fuck, Westworld? What's her name? Uh, who plays main cowgirl number one? Oh, god damn it. Love her. Three namer. Yep, I know. I know. Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, Rachel Evan Rachel Wood. Yep. Evan, so Evan Rachel Wood she, plays uh, like a sixteen-year-old, yeah. twenty-year-old something. Okay. Who lives with uh, Richard Jenkins and and her mother, and they are like career con artists and thieves. Okay. And they live next to some bizarro kind of <laughs> like wash agency. So like they're. Like, they're the main wall of, like, the lower-level office building that they live in, like, floods with pink foam every night, and okay. and she's almost like the girl that they, like, locked in the basement. Like, it seems that she's never been around any other people other than the two of them, and they meet... So it's an artsy movie. It's an artsy movie. Miranda <laughs> July is an artsy <laughs> filmmaker. It's... But it's it's really I, it has such a no. It sounds fun. I love I like I like movies like that man so much that are like, it's like, it doesn't matter so much what the fucking story is. Like film is a visual medium, and you can do beautiful weird things. Yeah, that's, Marina July operates right. inside of me. I'm, I'm making my list of things it's you're such, recommending. It's, it's a great. I it's got a great four year old version. I got Fran Leibowitz, and I got Kajillionaire. Boom. So what's your You've number? You've got soul and platform on your list. <laughs> That's right. What's your number three? My number three is Mank. We already did it. You did Mank. 
Oh wait, what did I miss then? No. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you no, were no, due no, to we've... say something. My whole list got fucked up. So I got two more. Okay. Well, I got two more. My number one was Chicago Seven, though. So I need a number three, I guess. Right. You need a two, three, or a four. <laughs> Well, well, how many more do you have to list? I have two more. I have two more, too. Okay, so you go. Okay, out of the two I have, I guess I'll say the next one on this bizarre assemblage of movies is going to be Boys in the Band. This was on. This was my number 11. It was the one that just missed the cut. This was one that I was sad that we lost. We've lost a couple of tapes. That's right. Past, we lost this one. And we had a really we nice. We had a really this. nice talk about this movie, and I was sad, just for the sake of the movie, that mm-hmm. it, we never got that out there. I agree. Um, but it's a great to you know continue the trend of things that are either based on plays or seem like they could be set in a play. Yeah. Um, Boys in the Band is like one room. You know, eight actors. And this was the Broadway cast of the 50-year anniversary of the play. Right, right. Of so, a play that I didn't know and is, like... I didn't know either. Pretty pol- prolific considering the times. Like, when it, it, it came out, it, uh, when it was set, it wasn't set... It wasn't written 20 yeah, years it wasn't later. A, it wasn't a retrospective of the it, time. Not at all. It, yeah. was, it was very, you know, on the pulse of the time yeah this is this is just the life i'm living yeah it's just like it's you know kind of the story of um self of the confusion or self uh you know like john Pryor's characters like got self-loathing i'd say yeah there's Uh, yeah there's so much self-hatred they're all they're all closeted you know they all have to be there's not even a, even the ones there's not you, even a sense of being out. Even the ones who yeah are yeah. out still are, you know, it's a great movie. It's a great. It has great uh, kind of two acts switched structure oh, to it. You know, so good. Which is a problem like when you know talking about like the the five bloods or something like a clean intermission transition. You know, and this and this kind of carries that over from the play. I don't know what else to say. The cat's, the cat's being distracting. Yeah, we know what we're doing. Here, there's four treats. God. Man, um, this is not the way I expected this list to end up going. I really should I know. have thought this I out. Do, I just also want to add to the... I was. I thought Mank was going to be my number one. I don't know how it became my number three. Or four. I don't even know what things are. I don't know. I do just want to add to the Boys in the Band thing. It had already been made into a movie once, William Friedkin. Yeah, that's right, a, that's right. Made a film, like, in 71 or something like that. Yeah, not too long. That if you go back and watch clips of that, and then you look at the movie that just came out this year, a lot of shot for shot. And it still holds up, I think. I'm a little disappointed that it hasn't gotten more attention to. Me too! I, I really yeah. haven't heard anyone talk about it, and I was so surprised, because it's so... It's so fun. I mean, it's one of those things that, and we talked about this with my Rainey, but like, it's I can really, really heavy too. Holy shit! You yeah, know? but I could really feel myself being at a theater watching that and being in, you know, every time they pick up the phone. Yeah, you're, you're like, totally invested. Oh fuck! What are you doing to this man right now? Yeah, and like meet the cast in the most dysfunctional way. Yes. Kind of vibe. Gato. My cat is, like, taking a heel turn. Wow, is this the most disobedient your cat gets? This is 
not only the most disobedient he gets, it's the most disobedient he has ever been. Well, it must be nice. He hasn't even made a peep. I don't <laughs> think people listening even realize there's a cat in the room. <laughs> They're like, sure, you guys. Right, that's the separation. Of- My cats would be like knocking shit over, screaming at each other, clawing. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, look at him. He's a sweet boy. Yeah, he is. He is. Sweet Macbeth. Whoa. <laughs> Just gave me a look, man. Yeah, he's like, don't say my name out loud. It's all bad right, luck. All right. All right, so my number two, because that's what you just did. Yeah, right? what's your number two? My number two is She Dies Tomorrow. This is Amy Simon's new movie that came out this year. I talked about Amy Simon's early year. I guess not earlier in the year, because this is about as early in the year as it gets. I talked about watching her movie Sun Don't Shine on Criterion, which is a great uh, two-hander with Caitlin Scheel and uh, uh, Tuck Kentucker Adley. Kentucker Adley. <laughs> I remember that That's name. That's right. Hard to forget. So what's She Dies Tomorrow about? So She Dies Tomorrow is a is about spreading anxiety. It's I don't know. It's so it's about Caitlin Scheel's character who gets the sense that she is going to die tomorrow. And that, oh. and that becomes a thought that consumes her to the point where she says it to somebody else and they feel the same thing. That and they're then, going to die tomorrow? And it becomes a contagious feeling between people. We go, I think I'm going to die tomorrow. So everyone kind of starts to think that they're living the last night of their lives. I dig that. And it is one of the least horrific, horror scariest movies? horror movies I've ever seen that, like... Oh, man. I was really hoping that people would be nice when they thought they were going to die tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It never... I don't think... It never really, like, leans into... It never leans into genre. I think it, like... It kind of maintains this... It's a... This this different... This philosophical conceit about it. Yeah, it keeps a different uh, austerity and dignity about it, but it is a very bizarre and very unnerving movie, and I've just never seen anything like it, and... After watching her first feature, Sundown Shine, which I've loved so much, I'm just I think she's just the coolest person in the world now. So I I had I had a blast watching this movie. Jane Addams is also in this movie. She's it's, people, go, it's going on my list. People, I like that conceit a lot. It's on, that's like the it's on Hulu. that's like the cow one. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you can sell something on a good conceit like that. Yeah, good idea. You describe that in thirty sec good elevator pitch, I'm in. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Amy Simon's rules. Like, she's 39 years old, so, like, strap in. Her movies are just going to get better and better. <clears throat> All right. This is your number one. My number one, due to the chaos theory that I decided to run with today, which I guess makes sense. This is a movie, this was a great movie. My number one is Onward, which is not like anybody else's, I think, number one of the year. This is like totally personalized, I think, why it became a number one. I it's love a, it. the Pixar movie about two brothers. They're like uh, elves and uh, magic, magic, modern magic land that they live in or whatever. Right. But they're trying to like get their dad, they're trying to bring their dad back. They bring his pants back. Right. And then they bond. Right. Because they have to figure out how to bring the top half of their dad back. Right. And I spent, this came out like maybe like a year after my dad died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, try, I, it took me like six months to get my brother to watch it with me. Because mm-hmm. I hadn't watched it. I was like, brother, we have to watch this. It was going to be a thing. Yeah. 
I'm gonna watch this fucking Pixar movie cry, <laughs> cry <laughs> about her dad. Jesus. And uh, Pixar like came at you specifically this year. Man, they're coming at me. <laughs> no shit, dude. No shit. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, think about your relationships. Think about yourself. Why don't you? Think about yourself. Think about your past. So for very personal reasons, I'd say that's my number one. But it is really good. I think most people will probably like Soul better. Because it won't be quite as like specifically targeted toward them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's very more generalized. Like, But Pixar put out some bangers. Like, I, Those guys are fucking... Have some talent going on over there. I imagine it's probably a lengthy interview process. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that you've probably had to be on the level Jesus. to get the gig. Yep, 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 I don't know. I don't even know what to like say to that. That's here's your here's your bat. Um, there's your, there goes your ball that you just yeah. fucking knocked out I of don't, the park. I I want to criticize that place all you know, but I think that they probably don't uh, suffer a lot of fools, as they say. No, no, especially Disney fools. Like, it's crazy to see somebody who's, like, regularly, like, Disney, we have creativity covered. We have, since we invented the most popular genre that destroyed the genre that, like, you were the king of. Like, it's really wild. But it's not malevolent either. Like, it's not so predatory. They don't. Yeah. They don't own nine hundred other IPs. Right. I mean, I'm sure I could have plenty of reasons not to like Pixar, but it's one of the few things in this day and age that like brings the world together a little bit. Right. Well, <laughs> the, my guy Alex Ross Perry, who I love so much, who's made like some of the best, like truly independent movies, and the gnarliest with her smell. He wrote the Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah. You know, like they, because they were like. Oh, this person understands what the fuck is going on. Yeah, and if I said something to him about it, he'd be like, "That paid for my third home, in Moscow, you stupid bastard." Well, from what it's, well, when I listen to interviews of him, he's like, "That paid for me to get to go see theater in New York." Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And then he wrote "Her Smell," which is like the best written movie ever. Whatever. What's what your a, number one? One of these days, Mike's going to watch Alex Ross Perry movies, and we'll talk about I'm it. I'm making a list here. So my number one, and I feel like we're just like coming on like such a hard bummer at our number ones, but my number one is Never Really, Sometimes Always. Uh, I almost watched this, but then you told me what it was about, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so this is... This uh, was like kind of the big Sundance darling, I think, last year. It's directed by Eliza Hittman, who's never, I don't think, made a feature, nevertheless, to, to this degree. And it's about a 17-year-old girl in, Pencil- in like rural Pennsylvania who gets pregnant and needs an abortion and learns through going to uh, clinics in this part of rural Pennsylvania that she can't get one. Without, like, her, uh, you know, family uh, signing for it. And then when she, you know, <laughs> it's so brutal. But anyway, she, like, enlists her cousin. She actually does enlist her cousin. Her cousin takes Volunteers. takes control of the situation, who is also 17. And they work at a grocery store together with a predatory manager. And they take two, uh, they take a bus and a bus connection to the 
fucking like middle of Manhattan where they've never been and they are pulling all the money they have together to get this abortion. And it is It sounds like from what you told me, it sounds like one of the scenarios where things just like get worse and worse. Well, and it's worse one of those things it's worse. It's like the most realistic movie I've ever seen. Sure. Every everything is shot it, in such a flat way that you were like, yeah, that's what that looks Do you like. think it's going to get some a best picture nomination? Uh, I think that this would I think that I feel like this is out of qualification for this year's Oscars. I'm not sure. Really? I'm sh- I, nevertheless. Oh, I'm, like based on when it came out? Yeah, I, I but I'm not Actually, I, if it played at Sundance I don't know. I mean, it sh- should. It's it I wept. My sister's the same age as this girl. Right. So it killed me the whole way through it's but it's also just like one of the most like majestically made movies i've ever seen in my life because i'm like are these girls actresses have they ever acted before because they look like like it like they just this look, could, you felt like fly on the wall documentary to such realism a, to such a to such a high level and the the title is never really sometimes always when that when, a, when, when the sequence questionnaire yeah, when Thanks. that sequence happens, you want to like run through a wall. You're, it's so it sounds like one of those movies. And this is the kind of thing that I, I really love, but it, I like um like the kind of thing you would want to show to a relative maybe who would be opposed to that sort of thing, and be like, well, here's what that is actually like. Right, but the, those people will never. But, see this but you'd have to exactly tie them up to get them to watch that movie. Yeah. It's it's really breathtaking. The I mean the whole time, in the in the seconds that I could like pull myself outside of the girl's story, I was like, how the hell do you make this? How do you make this to seem so pure? Like the way that the two of them talk to each other. But it sounds like the, way a, that, the, the kind way, of story that happens every day. Yeah, exactly. Like you can understand why. I, we're getting to a point in our society where yes, that's gonna get, that's gonna get the green light. Oh, that's dude. a story that like people are gonna be rallying behind. You know, yeah. It's not um, it's not like a niche controversial thing. It's something that is like valued because it's controversial. Yeah, and that's the thing I appreciate about our culture right now. When you could say it's all like PC cancel culture bullshit or whatever, but like I don't. I think that's an really in in a inaccurate way of describing, you know, yeah. what is like making a story that would be right so um, unknown more known. Right. Well, I mean, people who maybe don't understand how art works, when someone makes a movie like this at the level that they make it at, it's because there is something inside of them that is like. Erupting. Yes, and that, <laughs> like, and that, and I, that, and that I when have that, to talk. And about like, this. and that whoever wrote that probably said, "I'm thinking of writing this story," and and that concept erupted with other people. Yeah, and and reinforced the. Yeah, you know, it was a, it was it, t- it took a an active army of believers and the yeah. message of that thing. Yeah, and it's I mean the whole the whole thing is is bravery these two girls doing this the i don't know if we joked about when we talked about sex in the city and kim cattrall not being a part of it 
I think Sarah Jessica Parker had a quote that was, well, New York is the fourth character of the show. New York is a character of this. Right, right. Because, I mean, you know, being the fucking Huckleberry that I am, when I went to New York for the first time when I was 27 or 28 years old or whatever I was, I was like, holy shit. To be a 17-year-old girl under those circumstances, yeah. being there for the first time and two, having no two idea... Two underage girls alone in New York having, is a... It's, it's the kind of thing it's you... It's petrifying. It's the... Everything about the... And the way that the movie is made is just like... Well, and that's the, that's the message of that story is like, you make this inaccessible to this degree and you end up with two underage girls walking around alone in Lost in New York without a place to stay in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, while the movie is really challenging, I would recommend it to everyone because the moments... The moments that are uplifting and soaring are on such a higher level than other The moments. downer moments. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the moments that you... That give you the sense of humanity that makes you feel like there is a purpose of being alive are really good in the movie. And you... And you see everything that's, you know, that's, that's horrifying. And you already, and you, you know, you already know it. So that's, that's my number one of the year. Well, half your list is stuff that I didn't see, which I should have figured, because you were like, I'm determined to see all these really good movies before the year. But, like I pointed out at the beginning, there's a couple, there's a couple that I missed that I know would have been on my list, and I'll devote time to them later. Do you want to do honorable mentions? Yeah, I, I only have two. All right, let's fire them off. I, I, do, do you want to spit a little fire out on the rocks? Sure, that's on the honorable mentions. I would have loved to have put it higher, but that movie just isn't that great. It's not that great. Bill Murray's okay. It's uh, it's just like lacking some, some finitude to either her relationship with her dad or her husband, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, and like we were talking about, I don't know if this will be on the air of this or not, but we were... As we started recording, talking about how Linklater's movies have a higher floor than most movies. Yeah. Like, so does Sofia Coppola. Yeah, this isn't her best. It's not her it's best. It's bad. But it's still, better, it's still better than most movies. It just... Yeah, it's, it's, it's charming. It seems like something that they made during COVID when they can only get, like, two so people. So they didn't. They made it way before. It just has those vibes, though. It's, like, two actors in a scene at a time. Yeah. You know. They made it before, street. but... I don't know. We were also talking about where did all the budget go, but it's like clearly to get these like amazing rooms that he's putting out for. The rooms are amazing. Yeah. Bill Murray's really good. But it was more fun to make than to watch. Bill Murray's great. He's really good in it. He's but great. but I told you. I think he's that good in everything, but he doesn't always have a great movie that he's in. Yeah. I watched, we, Katie and I did a double feature of this and Marie into the Mad. And right. when you watch the two of them back to back, you're like, yeah, Marie Antoinette's like an incredibly fabulous capital M movie, you know. Right, right. And you kind of want that from her. Well, and I, I and and I and I think that directors should be able to do like the big project, the small project, and that's fine. You know, On the Rocks is great. You, uh, you hit a lot of the things that were just outside of my top ten. The last one that I would talk about because it's the only movie that I saw in theaters this year. There was a 2020 release, and I did like it. The assistant. Um, oh, I didn't. I didn't see that one, but I know what it's about. I like what it. I like what it seems like it's about. Right, and so. this. I think that it. 
you know, could play a very morose double feature with Never Really, Sometimes Always. Sure. Because it has the kind of monotonous, like, minute-to-minute... The assistant covers a day in the life of this right. uh, girl played by Julia Garner, who's a... Assistant to, like, Harvey Weinstein, basically. Exactly. Like but a, it's not... It's almost put into the background... Right, and it's all and because it's all, she's just making copies and just going to get coffee and just yeah, doing and it's like not. That. It's also like made like a little grimier because it's not like, you know, because Harvey Weinstein would be like, the the biggest building right in it's Hollywood a small level. It's in in fucking thing. Brooklyn or whatever, and it's like this guy's a piece of shit. At what point in that story do you realize like what is really going on? Like does it I mean, take him? And does it? Okay, can, you know right away. Yeah, it's it's just, it's about how horrible it is for her to be at work every day, right? Because right. of the way that these people make and it. why and I guess the the thing I've heard about it is like, well, why don't the assistants speak up? You know, and it's yeah. like this is why this is her what, job. This is her fucking job. Like, yeah, you're like what these two white guys that are loving it. Yeah, what is yeah. she gonna do? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's t- it's a tough watch, but I <laughs> but I think that the the Katie and I argue about this all the time because it was it watching it in a theater was like not the kind of exultant, you know, when you see something like Parasite in the theater, which obviously you didn't have a good time. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that took, that took a couple. Or you know, like the like when you see yeah, like I I'm, don't do well in theaters. I've realized, man, they just make me sleep. You know, but you yeah, know, get, what I mean. turn off the lights and I just fall asleep. Man. <laughs> I'm like I'm already like usually like. But it's it's good. The assistant's good. What's on your What's on your list? Uh, I have. Let's see. On my honorable mentions, I also have Emma. I thought was good. Oh, son of a bitch! Emma was really good. Emma was really good. I don't know if that would have made my top ten, but Emma's really. It's good. on my honor. That's why it's on my honorable mentions. Emma's good. Uh, Get duked. I thought was fun. Oh, that's right. I think you still need to watch that. I, anything with like good like British little gangsters stuff is you fun. Yeah. Yeah, but... it's fun. Uh, these. You know, these were just ones that I was like, what movies did I even watch this year? Uh, the Social Dilemma was really good. That's like, not that's more of a documentary, but it had like, sure. the acting stuff and it was shitty, but the... That's the Pete Campbell one. We talked about this. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, Pete Campbell's good at it. Yeah, he's really good. And then, uh, B- uh, Bill and Ted, which, you know... I didn't see Bill and Ted, but yeah. Was not great, but the, the, we had fun watching all three of them and having like, a, you know, a little get together with the boys... So that's my list. That's 2020. A year in entertainment. A year... We did it! An entertaining year. We made it through, and now we're back to normal. We're back! We're back to normal, everybody! Hooray! Hooray. No longer will we be oppressed by 2020 and its antics, because they've all gone away now. Can't guarantee it, but I can guarantee you... I can guarantee you. Oh, do we want to say anything else about any other projects we have going on before we get off of here? We we, uh, about, we talked about. Them. Do we talk about any? Uh, you know, if you if you want to, if if you want, we we're making it. We're making a film. That's true. Do you want to say anything about that? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in the other podcast. All right, check that out then. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off.